Hey there, listeners. It's almost that time of the year again where we ask you to help power the station you love. CITR's Fun Drive is kicking off on February 27th and ending with a finale party at the Biltmore Cabaret on March 7th. Last year, we exceeded our goal of $35,000 and used that money to purchase new soundboards for all three studios. This year, CITR needs your help in raising another $35,000 so that we can move into our brand new radio station this fall. You can donate by calling into your favorite show or go online to www.citr.ca. Again, FunDrive is February 27th to March 7th, so be sure to donate and support campus and community radio. Studying abroad looks great on your resume and opens doors for exciting career paths. Don't miss the Study and Go Abroad Fair on Wednesday, February 26th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Vancouver Convention Center, East Ballroom. Admission is free. Come early at 2 p.m. to listen to our guest seminar on how to access over $100 million worth of scholarships for your studies. Check the website on studyandgoabroad.com. Listen, if they're so hot, how come they're not tearing up the charts, babe? Because you never play them, babe. At CITR, our hosts choose the music they play. That means our charts actually reflect the tastes of music lovers, as opposed to focus groups. So if you want to know what's really tearing up the charts, get your hands on a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or go online to citr.ca. CITR's charts are based on actual spins motivated by actual preference. No payola, no marketing, just good tunes. Refreshing, no? to the audio version of Blank Verse. My name's Amanda Conkin, the creator and executive producer of this web series about William Shakespeare and the great writers of his time, reimagined as modern-day university students. Today, we're going to be listening to the Thanksgiving special. In this episode, Ben Johnson and Chris Marlowe have decided to take a road trip down to the States. But along the way, they picked up Will Shakespeare and Thomas Kidd and got into a little trouble on the side of the road. After we listen to the episode, stay tuned for an exclusive interview with the director of Act 4 and the Thanksgiving special, Nathaniel Vass. Enjoy the Thanksgiving episode of Blank Verse. Hey, hey, he's up. Space Odyssey? It's a wrench, not a femur. Okay, I have no idea how to fix a flat tire. I can tell, Marshmallow Hands. You've got to take it off. Shit, thanks, dude. How was Stratford? It was fine. 
What even is this for? I this don't. is like a Tutankhamun thing. <laughs> All I'm saying is that he wouldn't have come if he wasn't interested. Stop trying to make Ben and Will happen. It's not going to happen. And why did he come with me? Because Will is a puppy, easily convinced <laughs> to do anything remotely resembling hijinks. Did you not want us here? If I wanted you here, I would have invited you. You know, one of these days I'm going to stop putting up with your abuse. It was just going to be a road trip with me and Ben. Why? Because my life isn't passing the Bechtel test, that's why. I wanted to go home for Thanksgiving. Ben has never experienced Black Friday. It was just going to be a drama-free trip down to the States. I could be drama-free. You're a dramatist. I love you, but you're not exactly a low-stakes activity partner. I'll take that as a compliment. Wait a minute. There's gum in this lock. This isn't even locked. What the fuck? Richard, what are you doing here? This is my car. What are you doing here? You gave me your keys. Oh, <laughs> that's where they went. Where the fuck are we? Halfway to the States. You were gonna smuggle a human being across the border? Not intentionally, you feckless half-wit. That's <laughs> the most badass thing you've ever done. Nice work, Marlo. What are you doing in the trunk? Couldn't find my keys. Then how did you get your pajamas? Oh, what pajamas? This is why we can't have nice things! your insurance info? No, I know enough. And that I don't have insurance. You don't have car insurance? No, why would I pay for a problem that hasn't happened yet? It has now happened. Okay, as soon as we get back, I will buy some car insurance. Then, I'll pay my taxes so that all the poor people can have health care. Then I'll fund my cousin's noise core band through Kickstarter. Then I'll just Burn the rest of my money while I'm at it because you have taught me a valuable lesson. Thank you. Well, you can pay the tow truck guy out of your own pocket then. What pocket? I don't have a wallet. Technically, I'm a victim of kidnapping. Am I the only one trying to solve this problem? I have an idea. Let's smoke a joint. How will that help? When faced with an unsolvable problem, you have two options. Despair or denial. How wise. No thank you. But by all means, get giggly. I'll be here trying to think a way out of this. All right. Who wants to get baked? Do you guys ever wonder if you were born in the wrong era? Yeah, Paleozoic, that's totally me. I feel like I would have done really well in the Renaissance. <laughs> have fun with the plague and no indoor plumbing. Think about it though. Between Chaucer and Jonathan Swift, there's like two centuries of nothing. I could have produced absolute garbage and been the best writer of my generation. What are you thinking about? 
that Michelangelo's David is responsible for 500 years of bad male posture. I saw that statue. Are you thinking anything interesting? Teensy dog. Again with this. We get it. You're stacked. You can get it again for free. Oh, I am dead and in hell. Nope, this is good old earth. Hmm. Unless the reality you think you're experiencing is a post or mid-death mental construct. Post or mid-death construct. And we are merely projections acting in accordance with how you think we behave. That's not helping, Will. Completely not at all helpful, Will. Which either proves or disproves my point. 500 years of bad male posture. I could have produced absolute garbage and been the best writer of my generation. So somebody hurt him before he hurts himself. You guys are all comedy gold. The abyss also gazes into you. It's getting really hard to think in this hot box. Good, your priorities should be straightening out any second now. We aren't gonna make it, are we? <laughs> we got her! Uh, and somehow, I knew everything was going to turn out just fine. You just said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like this adventure is missing a conclusive button. Life doesn't tend to organize itself into narrative arcs. But we are white middle-class millennials in Canada. Things tend to work out. You guys want to know what my family tradition is at uh, Thanksgiving? We get around the table and before the meal, we go around and say what we're thankful for. I'm thankful for you guys. Cop out? Yeah, that is so yeah. lame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything we say after that is going to sound... Shallow. Shallow. And petty. And, and petty. Get out of my house. Winter weather got you down? Let the February issue of Discord be the light in your life. Bringing you the same exclusive content in our exciting new format, this month's issue is filled with oodles of goodies such as shots from the DIY Fest Xenapalooza, the Groundhog Day staff sound off, a calendar of all the best shows this month, and information on all the awesome swag you can win during this year's fun drive. Are those CITR socks? That's bananas. Plus band features on Hollow Moon, Connecticut, Redrick Sultan, The Written Years, Vague, and Kubla Khan. All this and so much more in Discorder, that magazine from CITR. A copy can be picked up at any Friends of CITR business, or if you've gone paperless, check us out online at discorder.ca. And a very special thanks to our advertisers, the Biltmore Cabaret, Fortune Sound Club, LiveVan.com, MRG Concerts, the Portside Pub, Postal Loop, the Rickshaw Theater, Study and Go Abroad Fairs, and Weird Distro. Those are 
our Thanksgiving special of Blank Verse. Uh, that aired right in between Act 4, Scene 2, and Act 4, Scene 3. And it's the only time, actually, that we have all four or five of our main characters together in one place, which I thought was actually really interesting. And it's the, one of the reasons why we wanted to have that episode. Just because so much is happening, we've just met Burbage at the beginning of Act 4, and uh, things start to turn to, for the worst uh, at near the end of Act 4. So this was our moment to really see what these characters were like when they were all together. Um, and so this is what I like to call a bottle episode. So when we were thinking through the episode structures for Blank First, I really wanted one episode that sort of stood alone, that was all of the main characters essentially in a bottle. So that was our car that we chose. They're all in a car and they all just have to deal with being around one another and the relationships between the five main characters. And this is the only time that everybody sort of knows each other and is in a really good place. Uh, it was a really interesting one for us to write. We were in the middle of writing Act 4 and had all of the writers around for this, uh, but Xander Williams, who is also our Will Shakespeare, tends to write a little bit faster than the rest of our writers, so we were just all in the same room and he just sat down and sort of churned out this script with really interesting references and really understood the characters, and because everybody was there we could have discussions about what the characters might be talking about. Um, so that's that's essentially how the episode sort of came to be. Uh, it was really something that I'd always been talking about from the beginning. I want a bottle episode. I want a bottle episode. And then, of course, because it's in the middle of Act 4, when we were thinking about who would direct it, uh, Nathaniel Vass became the most obvious choice. He was doing Act 4 anyways and knew the progression of these characters and where they were going. So it was obviously where we looked. And so when we talked to Nate about it, he seemed really keen and on board. And that's why I think we're going to talk to him right now about the Thanksgiving episode. So with me is Nathaniel Vess. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I also play Henry Risley. Yes, that's good. And mm -hmm. and I guess that was another thing is that Henry isn't really in the bottle episode. So it was easier for you to... It was easier for me to not direct and act at the same time. That was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Ben Affleck's got some chops. <laughs> um, so... Can you talk a little bit about what you first thought of when we talked about the bottle episode um, and, and your thoughts going into it? Um, yeah, like you said, it's the first time all the characters are actually bonding properly and becoming friends. And that was really important because things tend to start breaking apart uh, after the Thanksgiving episode. And um, it was also really great to see them in what was really quite a tense situation for... At least for Marlo, um, <laughs> who was the only person trying to think her way out of the situation, whereas everybody else in true sort of Vancouver stoner fashion were just <laughs> like, let's not deal with this problem and get high instead. Um, there's a lot of sort of minor drug use in this series, which is a little <laughs> bit unexpected, um, although it fits with Vancouver culture for sure. Um, I feel like that was one of the first conversations that a lot of people had <laughs> in the writer's room is, is to what extent are we incorporating sort of drug use and, and alcoholism in mm. in the episodes and series. Uh, yeah, I mean, because historically, a lot of these characters did become alcoholics and, like, had pretty intense problems. And this is sort of the light version of that. Um, well, there's a really interesting journey for Marlo's character, actually, in terms of substances and how she uses them as it goes forward. That's so true. This, this plays an interesting... Uh, role in that. I mean, we've had in Act 3 she did get drunk at the at the Halloween party, mm -hmm. and then her choice to sort of not want to get high with everybody is really significant. Obviously, in the end, she does sort of join them with everything, but then in Act 5, we do see her sort of go down this, this 
different paths. So that was definitely discussions in the beginning of the series is how we wanted to use that. Um, and for this one, it just sort of fit in terms of if we want them all to be in a car, what would sort of five <laughs> people stranded at the side of the road five do? University <laughs> students. students. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of where that development came yeah. from, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, when they're all waxing eloquent with, you know, a little bit of substance in them, it gives them opportunity to loosen up philosophically a little bit and just talk about life and what, you know, what is important to them. And, um, you know, uh, Will with his post mid death mental constructs. <laughs> um, yeah, Xander was really happy with that line because he's like, Will is such a douche and this is such a douchey thing for Will to say right now. I'm writing it. <laughs> I think he had the most fun writing writing Will. He really which... did, because he was he totally embraced Will's douchiness. <laughs> um which is something that's really interesting in the series is how much of a douche Will Shakespeare <laughs> actually is and how he just steals everybody's ideas and makes them his own and that was um that was definitely something that we really enjoyed playing with is is originality of ideas yeah i think we touched on that a little bit in this as well in terms of like where their ideas come from and and what they talk about and actually the thing that was really interesting about this episode in particular is you get that idea that while this is a Shakespeare web series essentially is how it's tagged mm -hmm. it's really not about Will Shakespeare no, and I think that's know. my favorite part of Blank Verse is that it's about the characters and people that surrounded him um, and the thing is that through history we've lost a lot of that context for how he was creating but these other writers were just as substantive as Will Shakespeare was and in many cases I mean Ben Johnson was quite popular at the yeah, same time and, and yeah. Chris Marlowe so it's a it's a really interesting and I think we get to really explore that in this episode uh, which is why it is one of my favorites is because you get to see all these different characters having all these different connections uh, and how they relate to one another which is interesting um, this episode particularly also had some technical challenges, as it was our only episode, really, if you watch the series, that was outside, yeah. and it also was inside a car. So if you could maybe talk a little bit about how that all came together, uh, what the technical challenges were with, <laughs> with uh, filming this episode. Sure. Well, we had scouted this great location on Westham Island, which is just west of Richmond, B.C., and it's a 20-minute drive from Vancouver, and it looks like farmland. And it's just this big, open, wide space, and it's gorgeous, and you'd never think you were right beside the city. And so we scouted this awesome location, and then we got there to film, and there were like 300 bird watchers. <laughs> and so we had to frantically drive in circles around the island trying to find somewhere else to film the episode. And um, it worked out because the location we found... would was right beside this field and um it was it actually this back road there was something. this back road in the middle of nowhere and there were like farmers shooting things oh yeah that was to scary us. yeah they're <laughs> <laughs> shooting their their rifles at stop signs or whatever i don't know i remember that and i remember us being quite scared actually for a few <laughs> moments of it you were scared it's i was because i i mean and i'll this is mm -hmm. full disclosure as the producer i'm always very <laughs> i'm always very protective of where we shoot and the the safety of our actors as mm -hmm. i should be mm -hmm. so they had to sort of twist my arm to make us go anywhere that was outside of vancouver or mm -hmm. outside of indoor locations uh so when we were filming this constantly i was like okay let's be safe yeah, let's make sure yeah. so when guns started sh i think there was a moment <laughs> where uh I didn't hear it 
at first, and other people did, and I think Xander at one point said to me that he's like, when we first heard it, we told everybody to not tell you that there was guns going up. <laughs> so that was that was an interesting moment. Uh, and it was okay. And I mean, we got through it all. And I mm-hmm. mean, it was beautiful location. And in the end, it winds up, it winds up being, I think, one of our, our best looking uh, shoots. So that's the technical things that happened mm-hmm. with filming. And uh, I guess the great character development that happens with the Thanksgiving episode. Were there any things that you had discussions with the actors as they were going through and, and building these characters and this relationship? I mean, it's shot very particularly in chunks and a little bit distorted because there is, you know, they're smoking. They're a little yeah, bit yeah. a little bit out of... That the was... Um, yeah, I was very happy, um, just to sidetrack a second, with, with Nick's editing of that scene. Um and making it this sort of like convoluted, um, sort of almost hallucinogenic uh, editing, where you know the editing is folding back in on itself, and stuff gets repeated and overlaps, and it's um he did a really great job of of making that moment exactly what I wanted it to be. But I mean, acting wise, um, my job as a director is so easy because. <laughs> I mean, these are these are actors who are professional. They know what they're doing. They've been working with these characters for a while now, and I had to tell them so very little. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I did very little actual directing, <laughs> <laughs> and I mostly just like planned the shots and was like, "Okay, you guys go do your thing now." Um, but uh, I think actually one of my favorite moments was a spontaneous thing that happened. Uh, in terms of it, it had sort of been written in the script that that Ben and Will sort of have a little skirmish or whatever mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. that they did. But that moment where uh, Emma pushes Xander over while while Chris is there, that was completely <laughs> improvised, and it was yeah. my favorite. And actually, I think I apologize to I think David, who's doing our sound, because I'm pretty sure I was behind the camera and I went <laughs> like in the middle, like as when I saw that. So there was this little like uh, sound bop. It's because I never cut. It's, yeah, I just, I I just let them. I just let them go, and there's so much gold that happens after the scene is over, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. just are left to continue without any, without any planning. Yeah. And that's when I find some of the most golden moments happen. Is yeah, and that was the thing. Stuff. The thing with you as a as a director. You, by far, did the most shots of any director <laughs> in the entire series of Blankverse. We would get up to, I think in Act 4, we wound up getting into going back through the alphabet again uh, for the did. same I shots we where did. we were in the middle of the <laughs> alphabet and then went all the way through it and then had to start again. Um, but it worked for this. It also was somewhat problematic. We were shooting during the day. And this was actually the thing that I really like is we shot this on Canadian Thanksgiving. And it was yeah, about American about Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. Just kind of cool. And um, Ryan, our production manager, actually was cooking this great Thanksgiving dinner for us. Oh, and we kept having so you to great. call him and tell him we were going to be late because we had to keep doing all of these shots. Used every second of daylight. <laughs> and we literally used every second. The very yeah. final shot when Charlie was in the car. And mm-hmm. I, I saw the dailies of it. And it's just too dark. And so she shoots for about a minute. And we're going to start to go and she's like nope we can't do it anymore and we just yeah. had to use what we got yeah so that was an interesting interesting thing so but it was good i think it all worked out in the end i think it all worked it out wound in the up end being a, a, quite a beautiful episode and one of one of my favorites i just think it's great character development is one of the the things that i think that we really nailed with blank verse and what i'm mm-hmm. really happy mm-hmm. about and it's again as you're saying i mean it's just about the actors really understanding their characters so it discussions between the writers of, of what moments would work and what we want to hit on and and then everybody sort of contributing to make the show look and sound amazing. So 
um, which is awesome. And then, uh, I mean, even in our post, that was sort of chaotic and frantic as we were moving forward. Obviously, this was an extra episode that we had we had put in the middle of our regular release schedule. Yeah, yeah, right smack dab in the in midweek, which mm-hmm. was which was interesting. It was like all the blank verses, <laughs> all of the things that need to be done. Three episodes at once, and it was our one of our longest ones, I think. Yeah, and there yeah. was there was different issues that we had to deal with. I mean, great. That I think you suggested we usually do all original music. So David Calling, who's our sound designer and composer and mixer, mm. and does basically all the sound for the show. Basically all um, of it. Fabulous. But we gave him a little less work in this. I think you suggested <laughs> that there should be a track, and you found uh, through Creative Commons. Um, yeah, a, Kevin McLeod had this great little Indian reggae piece that I thought really fit, and I think it might be the only piece of music in the series that wasn't created by either David or Xander or myself. Yeah, it is. Otherwise, everything everything in the show is 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 fully created. And I mean, all the rest of it. I mean, the the title sequences and um, things. But yeah, this was the only piece of music that we used that was from outside of the actual mm-hmm. uh, creative team itself. And I think it works for this. It's sort yeah, of it totally nice. Does. And I mean, you get a little difference. It's on the radio in the car, which is. Maybe Maybe just a little different, a different yeah. sort of feeling for how it is. So I think it works really well with this, and uh, and it's just a nice, a nice thing that came about. So excellent. Well, thank you so much, Nate, for uh, talking about blank verse and the Thanksgiving episode. And um, any last thoughts on the episode you want to share? Um, I don't know. It is one of my favorite episodes as well. And it's if somebody wants the flavor of blank verse i usually send them first to the prologue and then to this one mm-hmm. and then if they're hooked i you know get them to watch the whole series but those are the two that i send them to first because they're they're my favorites as well yeah. but um and i feel like it's an episode that does stand alone it is it's, it's to a certain of... extent it's obviously within yeah. the context of the story mm-hmm. but you know, to a greater extent than some of the other episodes, you can jump in at the Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. and get an idea of the characters and the how the series is working stylistically and thematically. And uh, yeah, it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, thanks again for listening to our radio adaptation of Blank Verse, the Thanksgiving special. I'm Amanda Conkin, the executive producer of the series uh, with... Nathaniel Vass, our director, and Henry Risley. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Amanda. listening to the audio version of the web series Blank Verse. We're currently in the middle of fundraising for our second season, and if you're interested in seeing these characters evolve, you should check out our Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com and search Blank Verse Season 2 for a chance for some awesome perks, such as our soundtrack for Season 1, as well as some awesome behind-the-scenes goodies. The Thanksgiving episode of Blank Verse was engineered and produced by David Cowling, directed by Nathaniel Vass, and starred Xander Williams, Anna Middleton, Claire Hesselgrave, Andrew Lynch, and Matt Resnick. For a full list of credits, you can head to our website, blankverse.tv. You can also follow us on multiple social media, including Tumblr at blankverstv.tumblr.com, Twitter at blankverstv, and facebook.com slash blankverstv. Once again, I'm Amanda Conkin, the creator and executive producer of Blank Verse. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Thanksgiving episode. 
and remind you that this March you can catch the final act here on CITR. Ba -da -ba 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 -da -ba -ba -ba